You're listening to a message from Stonegate Church. For more information about Stonegate and additional audio resources, please visit Stonegate.Church. So we're going to talk about Psalms, and uh, part of the introduction here is uh, the Bible Knowledge Commentary has, has a really good quote here, and it says, when the words of Christ become part of a believer's nature, in other words, it becomes the essence of who you are, uh, they should spring forth naturally in daily psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude. And so this is why we've entitled this series of Psalms, A Soundtrack for Life. This should be part of your life, and this should exude from your life here. And uh, so this book, uh, the book of Psalms is kind of a weird book. It's in the middle of the Bible, and it's actually three books, uh, one book split in three with 150 chapters. And so you start thinking of like, why the Psalms? It's so much different uh, than any of the books in there. And um, part, of, part of why God did this for us is he, he knows, he created us uh, that we worship what we praise. In other words, what we worship what we praise. And if that's something other than God, uh, I'm going to be dysfunctional in areas of my life. And so God gave us the Psalms, and this is key right here. God gave us the Psalms so that we would give the Psalms back to God, okay? And so at the end of the service, we're gonna kind of walk through this and what, really what do I mean here? And so what God did, God created us to commune with him and so communing with the Lord is health. And that's spiritual, that's emotional, that's mental health when we commune with the Lord. And so he gave us these Psalms to, to do this, to help us do this with him. And so that's for our good and for his glory. And so uh, I'm excited to talk about thankfulness this morning. Um, I was thinking through uh, that I have not uh, remembered a message strictly on thankfulness that I've ever heard. It's always been tied to something. Uh, So I pray this morning I get get out of the way and let the Lord speak and uh, speak to us this morning uh, on this. This kind of goes hand in hand with Rodney's sermon last Sunday uh, on contentment. And uh, the convicting message he had here. So you, contentment and thankfulness go hand in hand. So I'm excited about that. And this is an area that God has been really working on me uh, in my life. You know, in Luke 17, talks about Jesus healing the 10 lepers. And they came to him and then they left and only one came back. And Jesus said, where are the other nine? Were the other nine not healed? And they were. But you know what? I'm the other nine. I'm not thankful enough in my life. Uh, to do this. And this is something that uh, God has been really uh, developing in me for like the last couple of years or so. A year and a half ago, um, came down with cancer, uh, serious stage three cancer. I took a golf boss tumor out of my head. Um, Crazy, facing death like that. But I'll tell you something, it it really um, gave me a clearer understanding of being thankful for what I have. And I praise the Lord, I'm cancer-free. Thank the Lord. You talk about being thankful. When you're told that, that's super thankful um, from that. So uh, from the result of cancer, I don't have saliva. So you're going to see me drinking a lot of drinks today. So just kind of bear with me and have mercy there uh, with me because I don't want to be in my own personal desert up here. You know, you guys have no idea. So um, Webster uh, defines thankfulness as a conscious Conscious of a benefit received. You're conscious of a benefit received and expressed appreciation. 
So, you know, this Psalms 100 is striking that the, uh, it's the only one of the 150 that's entitled a Psalm of giving thanks. And that doesn't mean like that's the only one that talks about thankfulness, but it's the only one of the 150 that talks about, is titled about giving thanks. And so I'm going to ask you this morning, uh, are you a thankful person? Here's the key here. Does your situation or your circumstances dictate whether you're thankful? Because I'm going to put some words up here. And... um, I want you to kind of assess yourself. Like this morning, do you feel disturbed? Are you discontent? Are you depressed? Are you unhappy? Uh, Feeling sad? Are you upset? There's something inside you that's upset. Are you dissatisfied with life, your circumstances? Are you bitter? If that's you this morning, you're probably struggling with thankfulness. These are actually antonyms of thankfulness. Look that up, it's pretty neat. And so, um, Jerry Bridges gives a really hard insight uh, to this. And this is hard words that he says here. He says, says, failure to give him the thanks due to him is sin. Man, you've, you've thought about that? Like not being thankful is sinful. Since it may seem like a benign sin to us because it doesn't harm anyone else, but it's an affront and an insult to the one who created us and sustains us every second of our life. That's a hard word. Like being thankful um, is something God expects out of us. And when we're not, that's actually sinful. So let's look at the passage real quick. Psalms 100, it says, uh, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Uh, Serve the Lord with gladness, come into his presence with singing. The psalmist here is almost like a cheerleader. And he's got these explanation points after these things. He's cheerleading and he is compelling compelling us to come to the Lord with thanksgiving, um, to serve him with gladness, to come before him with happiness uh, and expectation before the Lord. And verse three here says, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. For the Lord is good and his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. So what we're going to do this morning is I'm going to work kind of backwards on this Psalms. And uh, we're going to probably start at verse 5 here and and start with the Lord is good. And then I'm going to go into verse 3 on how he's created us. And then I'm going to finish with ways to give thanks. Uh, And then time permitting, I I believe we'll have it and we'll pray this Psalm. And that's part of God, us giving it back to God, what he's given us here. So verse 5 uh, this is a, a really interesting part of this is kind of thinking through my life and, and, and areas I need to grow in as far as thankfulness goes. Um, and it kind of sits on, for the Lord is good. And I want to uh, put up a passage up here. You don't have to turn. It's in Deuteronomy 1. And I'm going to talk about, I'm going to look at this morning on why 
we do not give thanks. Why, why is this that I'm not thankful? So Deuteronomy 1, 25 and 26, uh, what's happening here is, is God has brought the Israelites out of the land, out of captivity, out of the land of Egypt, and uh, he has brought them through this tough part of the wilderness, this suffering, this really hard part here, and he is bringing them to a land that he's prepared for them. It's the best land on earth, and it is the prime real estate land God has got for his people because he loves his people. And uh, so here, here we go. We pick this up. And it says, and they took in their hands some of the fruit of the land and brought it down to us and brought us word again and said, it is a good land that the Lord our God has given us. Like, man, this really is good. This is really good. So listen to this. It says, yet you would not go up, but rebelled against the command of the Lord God. And you murmured in your tents and said, because the Lord hated us, he brought us out of the land of Egypt to give us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. I want you to grasp what's going on here. God is saying, hey, I love you. I, I give you this land and, and I'm, I love you so much, man. This is the best land on earth. I love you. And I'm over here saying, nope, you hate me. You hate me. I love you. Like, nope, you brought me out here to, to kill me. Think about this. Like, what is going on here? They're not seeing God as good. And God is trying to be a good father and give his kids the prime real estate here. And these people are saying, nope, you hate us. You brought us all the way out here to destroy me. And God is saying, no, come on, believe me. Why we don't give thanks. So this first idea is we do not see God as good. And so I'm going to, uh, this is a big idea, and I wish I had more time to develop this, but I'm going to try to spend some time here and uh, do this. And so um, are you here this morning waiting for the next disaster to hit you? You're just waiting. I know it's coming. So many things have happened to me. This is the Israelites. Tough suffering in the, in the wilderness. Uh, all this really suffering. And then when God says, hey, man, I'm going to give this to you. Nope, you don't love me. Circumstances in life um, do this to you. You know, life can beat you up. You know, we live in a fallen world. And man, I look at my life, you know, some of you guys know my life story. It's such a crazy story. And uh, a lot of suffering in my life. You know, I have a, a sweet little son that's uh, 21 years old uh, that's disabled and can't talk, uh, has seizures every night, and uh, sweetest little guy in the world, man. Uh, but it's been tough. It's been a lot of suffering. And you're like, man, God, this, you know, I, see, I see lots of other people. Uh, I was like, man, they have healthy babies. They have healthy kids. And like, man, what's going on here? A year and a half ago, came down with cancer. And, you know, stage three of this particular cancer is not a good stage. You know, I probably shouldn't be here. The odds were, were not good. And uh, go through that and just, man, it's just like another thing. It's like, why? why? Okay, here, here it is. And you start 
getting this view of God that do you really love me? Like, why are these things happening to me? Part of uh, cancer and the treatment of me is uh, they had to do heavy, heavy radiation on my head. And uh, as a result, I lost 40% of my hearing in my right ear. And I uh, had to go uh, get hearing aids and, and all that. And uh, I began to pray with, with my wife. I was like, man, let's pray that God heals me. And um, let's just pray this. And so we started praying that. And um, this is about three and a half months ago. I remember I had left my hearing aid in, in my closet and I still got decent hearing over here so I can still make it out. But if I'm in a crowd, man, I'm like a loss. I can't hear, you know. I left it in the, the closet and then the next day I forgot it too. And then the third day I forgot it and I realized I can hear. Yeah, praise the Lord, you know, yeah. God healed me. But I want to be real honest with you this morning. I was praying to God that God would heal me. But you know what? I probably wasn't really expecting it. I was praying it, but I wasn't expecting it. Because I've had all these things happen to me. I'm going to pray it. I'm going to believe it. But, you know, I don't expect you, God. You know, and I look at me, and that, that's part of me seeing God is not good. You know, I'm so thankful. You know, I can hear you <laughs> this morning. Praise the Lord. Um, another way is shaping, you know, how you're shaped in life, just your circumstances, your parents. Um, I have a, a friend of mine, uh, I told him I'm going I'm to tell the story on him this morning and, and uh, share it with you guys. Um, he, has a, he had a really rough upbringing with his dad and, and uh, really, really hard uh, on him and uh, not very loving. And uh, as a result, uh, he doesn't have a really good view of God. And, and I just want to share with you, uh, as parents out here, uh, you are the primary influence on your kid on how they're going to see God. And, and if you're out here and you, and you had a parent that wasn't loving to you and, and wasn't a good father to you, um, that's not an insurmountable thing. God can redeem that. He's redeeming. He's in the process of redeeming that in you. Uh, but in my buddy, uh, this was uh, his view of him. And, and so uh, God is uh, creator. Think about this. He's, he's the powerful creator. He created, he spoke these things into existence, the world, all these things. And so he's powerful. That is one aspect of God. But there's also another aspect of God that is father. And he's loving and he's, he's caring. And so my buddy has a, a view of God, basically primarily as creator. He is powerful, but he's not really loving. I don't really see the love in him, but he's powerful. And so I asked him, uh, I said, you know, how do you see God? What, what's kind of your view there? And uh, he goes, wrath. And so this guy's a really big dude. He's a 500 pound bencher and, and just a big old dude. And I was like, um, wrath, really? And he goes, yeah, that's how I see it. And he's kind of said it braggadociously, you know. And so I'm going to give you a test verse that I gave him. And I want to ask you, how do you see God today, this morning? I gave him this verse. It says Ephesians 5, 1. It says, imitate, be imitators of God. And I said, okay. So if this is true, if God is wrathful, 
He's expecting you to imitate him. And I said, you know what? This just became a scary place for me because him acting out, imitating God and being raffle at me is a scary place. Does that make sense? That's not who God is. And so um, I want to share with you kind of just what I, what I told him. I said, you know, um, with, um, with this, before creation, before all this, we have the Trinity and we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In that, tell me where wrath is in that. There's not. There's love. And so I want to I give you a theological understanding of what wrath is. And um, say uh, across the street from your house is a sex trafficking place, okay? And scary deal. And, and you have kids and you tell your kids under no circumstances do I want to see you even step a foot on the street because you are not going across the street. You are not allowed to go across the street and under no circumstances. And so you tell them that and you walk over and you, and you go into your living room and you look out the door and all of a sudden, they're not only stepping in the, across the street, in the street, man, they are gone across the street and in the door, okay? What are you feeling? You are angry. You are wrathful. And I tell you what, if that's me and I see that, you're seeing the wrath of Kevin Hill come out. I mean, I am going to be unbelievably mad at that. But why are we mad? Think about this. This is really key. Why am I mad? I'm mad because I love my kids. And so here's the deal. It's not God's love and God's wrathful. God's love and he has, he's wrathful because he loves us. Does that make sense? And so having an incorrect view of God here, of like, man, God's wrathful. No, God's love. First John talks about God and, and his love for us. And we need to see God primarily as a father. And so he loves his son. And he gave us, he gave us this imagery of a, of a father, a son, Jesus, and how he loves this. And so then he gives us these examples here on earth of, of mother and father and son, daughter, and how we love, love this. And all this is to relate to how God relates to us. And so seeing God as a loving father that loves us and think about your kids and how you want the best for them and you want to take care of them, you want to protect them, God is no different. God's actually better than us in that area. And so trying to see God primarily as that is really key here. And so Matthew 7, it says, if then you are evil, you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? God is a good father. And I think when we don't see him as good, I am not going to be thankful. Another way is we don't have a clear picture of the cross. Okay, so what I mean by that is this can go out in two, two ways here. And it's with our sin. I can uh, be really aware of who I am and the filth of who I am and, and just have this thing of like, man, I'm not worthy. 
God, God doesn't love me. He, he doesn't know what I've done. Like, man, you, if, you, if you knew my past, like there is no possible way God would love me. And so this falls into a despair. And my sin is too great. I am never good enough. And so therefore I'm not gonna approach God. The other way this thing uh, bends, and this is probably a majority of us in here, um, not saying we don't deal with despair as all of us do in different areas, um, but we are unaware of our depravity. And so I live life with God not connected to my life. I don't really think I need him. And so this plays out in me not really opening the word of God, um, not really praying. I pray every once in a while. I pray before a meal. Hey, you know, not really reading. Um, when big decisions or decisions come throughout daily life, I don't consult God. My life is just disconnected. And uh, I don't have a clear picture of the cross. And so therefore, if I don't need him, why would I go to him and thank him for something I don't get from him? And so this thing play out um, in our life here. Psalms 103.12 says, as far as the east is from the west, he has removed my transgression from me. Thank you, Lord. He doesn't count my sin against me. And see, Jesus came and gave his life that we met, have fellowship with him. He paid it all. And so we don't have to live our life of trying to like, man, I'm disconnected or I'm not worthy. God, God loves you and he wants you. Another way is entitlement. And uh, I'm 52 years old, kind of looking at uh, life and the world it is. Um, I think it's probably my generation that is at fault for this today. It's prevalent in society now as entitlement. Um, and that's everybody wins. This is my generation did this. Everybody wins, everybody gets a trophy. Uh, if you look how this has played out, politically correct society, nobody gets offended. Everybody do this. Uh, what that has birthed, uh, unfortunately, is a generation of entitlement. I expect this. I expect you to do this for me. I expect this to happen for me. And, and if you're living in this entitlement um, genre in your life, you're not gonna be thankful because I expect this. Another way is uh, discontentment. Rodney talked about this last week. Um, do you consistently look at what others have and wish you had it? I want that. You may live your life in a fantasy land um, of, man, I wish I was in a better situation. I wish I had a better spouse. I wish... Um, my job was better. And we can go on and on. Discontentment. If I'm discontent, guess what? I'm not going to be thankful. Uh, 
these last couple here have to do a lot with materialism. Think about that. Let's look at verse three. It says, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So how has God made us? You know, before um, the fall, think about Adam and, and Adam is walking in the garden. And this is, this is key to think about this. This is how he's made us. He didn't change the way we made it after Adam fell, okay? Uh, Adam was communing with the Lord. And this is how he's made you. He has made you to commune with him. And so um, sin came, dysfunction came, man ran, hid. Don't want to commune with God, I want to hide. He's made us to commune with him. And so communion with the Lord equals health. I said that earlier. I think this is a really good key. Think about this. Look at your life and, and, and assess yourself on like, how am I doing communion with the Lord? That's going to create in you a, think, a heart of thanksgiving. You know, it says, we are his, we are his people. And, and, and so this is another real big key here is like God is willing to make himself known to us. He wants you to know him. You know, when I was holding my grandson uh, Thursday, you know, I, I, I thought about this and I thought, man, I cannot wait for this little guy, for me to get to know him and for him to know me. I cannot wait. And, and so we're, we're gonna have so much fun. And, and so like, that's God. It's God with us. He wants to know you and he wants you to know him and he wants you to see him properly. So let's look at uh, verses one, two, and four again. Um, it says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. The compulsion here. Know who God is. Come into his presence with singing. Rejoice. Verse four, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. This is what being thankful is. Seeing God for who he is, man, what he's done for us. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 um, says, give thanks in all circumstances. Circumstances, really? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In all things, give thanks. Hmm. What I'm not saying is, I'm not saying all things are, are good. But God works all things out for my good. Romans 8, 28, he's promised this. He's gonna take these bad things that happen to you and he's gonna work them out for his good for our good, for his glory. 
You know, I can stand here and I can say to you, I'm thankful I had cancer. I really am. You know, I, I grew closer to the Lord. And uh, although it's scary as heck, you know, looking at dying, I grew closer to the Lord. I have a greater perspective of God and suffering and I'm able to help others. 2 Corinthians 1.3. Um, Jennifer Shelton, um, one of the, the ladies at our church, uh, she's a nurse. Um, this was back in September. Uh, she called me and uh, she's, she works with cancer patients and uh, she called me and she said, hey Kevin, uh, I, have a, I have a patient that has terminal cancer and uh, he is freaking out. And let me mention, he's an atheist. And I told him about you. And he said he's willing to talk to you. Like, all right, <laughs> have him call me. And uh, so uh, Michael gave me a call. And I remember his voice is trembling on the phone when he, when he called me. He says, I don't know how to handle this. And I said, man, I says, I want you to come and meet with me and let's start talking. And so we began to meet uh, last September and uh, we met every two weeks. And I tell you what, those first couple of meetings were hard because he was staunch atheist. And we got into, he tried to argue with me with creation, evolution, uh, all these different areas. And, and, and after every session, I told him, I said, man, Michael, I want you to read this. Give him passages to start reading. And um, I began to see the Lord change his heart, man. Went from an atheist in September to a Christian in December. Thank the Lord. And you know what? Man, it's so awesome. This, this guy is so turned on. He's moved away now. He's moved an hour away. This guy is so turned on for the Lord. Uh, from uh, December to, I think it was like March, he had read three quarters of the Bible. He does this, man. He is all into this. And he called me a couple of weeks ago and he said, Kevin, I'm thinking about getting into a theological um, school of theology. He says, what do you think about this? And I was like, man, that'd be great. And so that is really cool. But guess what? That would have never involved me if I didn't have cancer. He would have never called me. And so God uses these things, he takes these things for good, he works them together for his glory, for my good. I'm so privileged to be able to share in that and to see that. And so in all circumstances, give thanks because God is doing something here. God is working behind the scenes and we don't have any idea sometimes of what he's doing, but we need to trust him and allow him to do these things. So I'm going to give you some uh, ways to give thanks uh, this morning. First way is spending time with God. Communion with the Lord. Now, how is that giving thanks? Think about your spouse. Your spouse may be a quality time person. Are they thankful when you spend time with them? That's God. God's a quality time person. And so he loves spending time with you. That's giving thanks to the Lord. 
and making time in your life for him. That's a good way to give thanks to the Lord. Another way is singing. And so I have up here, I have focused affection. What do I mean by that? Okay, so um, if you're like me, I can be singing and know the words, all this, but I don't really know what I'm singing. I don't really pay attention to the words I'm singing. Pay attention to what you're singing. Pay attention to the words, even though you know them. What do these words mean? Focus your affection upon the Lord. That's, a, that's another way to give thanks to the Lord. And do this. Third way here is, is taking inventory. This is a big one, okay? So I don't have saliva. Tough thing. You know what? I never thank the Lord for saliva until I lost it. Think about that. Man, we have so many blessings upon us. And this is what I'm saying. Man, we're the, we're the nine lepers. I'm not thankful. There are so many things that I should be thankful for. And so taking inventory here. And so one of the things I do is um, I look at myself just personally. If I took my eyesight away, man, if I thank the Lord for my eyes, my eyesight that I can see today, my hearing, if I thanked him today for the hearing, my taste, you know, when I was going through cancer treatment, man, I didn't have taste there for a while. That's scary. I had penny taste for a while. I was absolutely terrible. And then I had no taste. And, uh, and then when I got that back, man, I'm super thankful, man. I am so thankful. But man, I need to be thinking about, I need to be thanking the Lord every day because once again, I can be entitled in my thinking and expect me to have this. Expect me to work, all these things to work for me and not be thankful that they are. And you can go days on end. You could, you could work the entire day and take inventory. I guarantee it. You know, you look at your family, take your spouse away. Take your kids away. Have I thanked the Lord for what I have? Take my house away, my place I, I reside. Taking inventory with your life is a great, great way to give thanks. Count your blessings. Another way is uh, the way you live your life. So what do you mean by that? Okay, so... Jesus has paid for my life, paid for my sin, taken everything away from me, and I stand perfect before him even though I'm a mess. So therefore, I can't live my life trying to earn God's goodness, trying to earn his, his um, approval. He's already approved me. That's the gospel. That's Jesus, thank God. Thank God for Jesus. So I can't earn my, my way. I can't earn any favor before the Lord the way I live. And so, therefore, I'm free. Galatians 6.1. He came to set us free. I'm free. 
So therefore now I live my life out of honor. It's the way I live my life. It's not because I have to. He set me free. I get to honor the Lord by how I live my life, how I'm obedient to the Lord. That's giving thanks to the Lord with your life. Another way is telling others about Christ. Wow, that's being thankful? Yeah. That's being obedient, man. Another way is loving others. These last two, telling others about Christ and loving others. Um, if you're a thankful person, you're gonna be a giving person. Think about that. If you're thankful, you're gonna be giving. You know, I go on and on here. Salvation, think about it. Man, I deserve hell. I am not a good person. And God has wiped everything clean and redeemed me. Think about your life and your, your salvation. Um, in your heart, do you give him thanks? Even though we don't see the purpose, give him thanks. And so part of what I, I opened up with is of how God has given us the Psalms, how he gave us the Psalms to give the Psalms back to God. Um, talk about praying the Psalm. And so I kind of went through this and, and there's a, a good book out. It's uh, Eugene Peterson's. He has a devotional praying with the Psalms. Really good book I'd recommend. Um, and so what I did is I looked at these five verses and this is really good for us to get in habits of, just you personally with the Lord. When you read something, okay, I look at this first and this is kind of my, my little summation of it, of like, okay, God, I'm gonna pray what, what I'm reading here, where I'm, I'm short, where I need your help, all this stuff. And so this actually gives you something to pray for. Cause you know, if I start praying, it's like, well, okay, God, thank you for this food and, and bless my body. Amen. You know, this actually gives you direction here. And so, uh, I want us to kind of put ourselves in a state of prayer right now and, and look at this. And it says, first one, first verse is God help me have a heart that is glad in you. Pray this. Help me see and appreciate all your benefits. All the ways you've blessed me, help me see this. God, help me to serve you with gladness. To love being in your presence. God, help me because I struggle there. Thank you, God, for making me giving me abundant blessings. Thank you that you're willing to make yourself known to me. Thank you that I'm in your family. God, give me the habit of being thankful. Help me desire you. Help me see you as good. Thank you that you do not treat me as I deserve. 
and that your love endures forever. Thank you that you're, thank, that you're faithful and you can be trusted. I'm offering this back to God. He gave me the Psalms to offer it back to him. So if you're here this morning and you're struggling, a lot of that list I had earlier, I'm struggling there. Man, we have people, we've got prayer tables. We've got one in the back over here, one over here. And um, I would love for us to spend some time, get some help, and help somebody process this with you and pray over you. Um, and so there'll be people here in a minute uh, over the tables. And uh, let me pray over us real quick. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for our people. And I just thank you, Lord, for our, our uh, sweetness of Jesus, Father, of how you've forgiven us, Lord, and how you have redeemed us, Lord. And I pray, God, that we would um, just be a people, Lord, that, uh, is are thankful. Lord, we will take inventory of all the th millions of blessings, Lord, you have given us and not be entitled, not feel like, Lord, that we're um, expected this to happen and I get mad if, if I don't get it. Lord, help us be thankful. Help us see you as good this morning that you are our Father and that you love us, Father. I just pray, Lord, you'll birth this in us this week, Lord, that we'll Think on these things, Lord, and we'll give back to you, Father, what you've given to us, Father. We just ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Stonegate Church. A podcast is never meant to replace gathering with your church to hear the preaching of the Bible. So we want to encourage you to be part of a local church family. We meet every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. and would love for you to join us as we enjoy Jesus together.